Welcome you to What's New. We continue on today in Acts chapter 6 with Luke's account of Stephen, one of the deacons appointed by the early church to help in the distribution of the material needs of the church. Luke tells us that Stephen was a man full of God's grace and power and did great and wondrous signs and miracles among the people in Jerusalem. But opposition arose against him from members of the synagogue of the freedmen who came from different Hellenistic areas. Luke tells us that these men began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Now we come to today's verses, verses 11 through 15, and Luke continues his account of this incident, and he writes, so they brought in some men to lie about him, claiming they had heard Stephen curse Moses and even God. This accusation roused the fury of the crowds against Stephen, and the Jewish leaders arrested him and brought him in before the council. The lying witnesses testified again that Stephen was constantly speaking against the temple and against the laws of Moses. They declared, we have heard him say that this fellow Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and throw out all of Moses' laws. At this point, everyone in the council chamber saw Stephen's face become as radiant as an angel's. Stephen is brought before the Sanhedrin, and false witnesses are brought in. These men tell a half-truth, of course. The Lord Jesus did say that they would destroy this temple, and he would raise it up again, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. At his trial, the false witnesses misunderstood that and misrepresented it. So here, they misunderstood Stephen when he says that the temple in Jerusalem will be left desolate. Actually, it was desolate without Christ anyway. And they twist what he is saying about the customs of Moses. Of course, men are not saved by the law, but by grace. But salvation in Moses' day was by grace, even as it is today. Their whole accusation is based on only a partial truth. Then Luke states that the council saw something marvelous in the face of Stephen. 
This man came closer to being an angel than any man who has ever lived. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. We have a proverb that says a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. That's how it was with the Hellenistic Jews and Stephen. The Jews were unable to stand up against Stephen's wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. While his arguments won the debate, the Jews were unconvinced. No amount of evidence Stephen could have mustered would have changed their minds about Jesus. As happens so often in such cases, the losers turn from argument to accusation. Instead of dealing with the arguments, you attack the person. That is precisely what happened here. These Hellenistic Jews could not destroy Stephen's arguments, so they tried to destroy his person. Sometimes that works. In this case, these Jews were successful. Or were they? Stephen was silenced. He was stoned to death. They killed him. Who won, Stephen or the Jews? There's more to the story. Here is how Luke in Acts 6 describes this scene. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we have heard Stephen speak words of blasphemy against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against the holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. What did Stephen say that antagonized these Hellenists so that they wanted him accused of blasphemy, which once carried the death penalty? According to the record, Stephen spoke of two things. Number one, the law of Moses, and number two, the temple. Stephen was more outspoken than the other disciples had been. He was speaking to men who had moved back to Palestine and to Jerusalem to get closer to their roots. They had left modern cultural centers such as Alexandria in order to get closer to their ancestral faith. Now, Stephen seemed to be undermining that very faith. They had given up a lot for their faith. Now this man, this follower of Jesus, seemed to be destroying it. Stephen talked about the transitory nature of the law, that Jesus was its fulfillment. Perhaps Stephen anticipated the message that Paul later gave, that no one could be justified by the law, that the law could never permanently forgive sin, only cover it. Jesus had never said that he came to destroy the law, but that he came to fulfill it. A believer in Jesus is considered in him, and therefore fulfills the law too. Such a view of the continuity of God's program was, of course, heresy to these Jews. Therefore, the little detailed minutiae were not important. Perhaps Stephen also presented a less stringent view of the Sabbath. Heresy, blasphemy. His second point that angered these Hellenists was his comments that true worship should not be confused with the temple structure. Jesus had said that true. True worship was not confined to the temple structure. Jesus had, however, not said that he would destroy the temple. 
he had simply predicted its destruction, which of course it was by the Romans in A.D. 70. What Jesus and Stephen meant and said was that this new order would end, among other things, the sacrificial system and therefore end the temple order as such. Based on the death and resurrection of Jesus, the final sacrifice for sin had been made. No more sacrifices were necessary. So the physical temple with its sacrificial system had no function anymore. Worship would be in spirit and truth and not limited to a locale with physical animal sacrifices. Religion would now have a wider scope than Jewish particularism dictated. Someone greater than the temple had come. Therefore, they accused Stephen of speaking against Moses and against God. Moses was identified with the law, and God was identified with the temple. The witnesses which the Hellenistic Jews gathered were not entirely wrong, although the charges were vague and in part false. The very inflammatory nature of the two issues, the law and the temple, were such that clear, true arguments were really not necessary to inflame the people against Stephen and Jesus. What interested me was the way Stephen appeared when he was presented before the Sanhedrin. Luke writes, All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen. I suppose that would scare anyone. The charge was blasphemy, and the witnesses had testified. Stephen must have realized his case was almost closed and not in his favor. Did he cower in fear? Luke writes that when the Sanhedrin looked intently at him, they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. I'm sure it wasn't the mild, gentle look we see on paintings of angels, nor the fierce look of an avenging angel, but the look of a man in the presence of God, where the angels are. There was an inner glow and light that shined through this godly saint. No amount of twisted accusations could destroy his composure. His face was radiant, he was in the presence of his Lord, and it was reflected in his eyes and in his face. Soon he would actually be in the presence of the Lord himself. There was no need to panic. All was well with his soul.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.